There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. It's the preview show. We are actually going to preview the game in a little bit more depth than we did this time last week because, you know, no more managerial speculation or anything like that. It actually is starting to feel a little bit more settled again. I'm Roy Fallow, joined once again by Matthew Keelan after after your absence last week, Matthew. I know I'm back. I know, to much to everyone's disappointment, I... Uh... I managed to get away from the grotto a little bit early today, and uh, and um, yeah, come and talk about talk about Oldham. And uh, I'm actually dressing up as an elf again tomorrow because my Christmas jumper hasn't arrived in time. So oh well, uh, why not? Then? Well. We're not why doing not? a pot tomorrow, really, isn't it? Well, we usually would. Busy, but, um, busy, busy time for elves. But it? yeah, we won't we won't go into the admin of that one. Uh, but you're feeling well rested. You're, you're back up well, to fitness yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it's almost like I've served a, served a suspension or something. Like, <laughs> I'm just being banned from the podcast, though. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, yeah, it's good. It's good to be back, and I'm sure it's. it's good to I'm be sure back. everyone's thrilled to have me back, including well, of course. you, Rory. And how are well, we? Well, as as ever, yeah. Don't forget your catchphrase as well, Matthew. Um, we're also joined as well by Mickey Loff. Mickey, how are you? I'm good. I'm still recovering from fives last night, but other than that, I'm feeling pretty good. And I'm delighted that Matthew's back as well. As of as always, it's an honour to be on with him. So, oh well, an honour, <laughs> an honour. After you were saving shots from him left, right, and centre last night as well, of course. Well, but we'll save the we'll save the uh, the five aside chat for for later in the pod, maybe because we've got a, got a question or two about that on uh, on the Twitter today. Um, Earlier in the week, always makes the preview pod a little bit easier prep-wise when Sunderland have a game midweek. It was Lee Johnson's second game in charge, a 2-1 win over Oldham in the Papa John's Trophy. Goals from Chris Maguire and Josh Scowen, seeing the lads into the last 16. Um, quite a good game for Lee Johnson, I think, lads, wasn't it, to have as his, his second game in charge where he could, you know, to type of game where it's going to be competitive because Oldham obviously are going to want to get through themselves and you know going to want to be able to show what they're about as, as they did by going ahead of course but also a little bit of the pressure off Menty Johnson could try a few things like starting Jack Diamond for example and you know Patterson in goal as well and some some nice stuff in a, in a fairly you know, not the most eventful of game, but I don't know me I know you watched the game as well um, I thought I thought there's some quite nice stuff going on yeah, there was. I think our intent looked a lot better. We looked to get on the front foot a lot more. Um, and I'm just pleased for Johnson as well because I know that it was kind of a little bit of a meaningless game, but 
you don't want to go too long without getting your first win as a manager, particularly in light of the defeat against Wigan on Saturday, which obviously I think he took the game in view of getting the win. So I'm pleased for him on a personal level, but I think that we did look a lot better. I think if you've been picky the last 15 minutes, we may be invited a bit too much pressure onto ourselves, but overall I think it was a much more positive performance. And I think I saw like quite a good graph earlier which showed the positions we were crossing the ball from compared to in previous weeks. So it looked a lot more encouraging the fact we were trying to get the ball kind of in line with the 18-yard box when we're putting like better quality balls in rather than crossing from deep, which is much easier to defend. So They were, slipping, as, they were getting slipped in behind nice and early, weren't they? They uh, were, the, and, and, that that's, and that suited Diamond um, to a large extent as well. And I just think it's testament to the fact that even though Johnson, it's mad to think he's been here for, like, for less than a week. I mean, this time last Thursday, we're all talking about Danny Cowley getting the job and now Lee Johnson's here, but he already looks to be kind of putting his stamp on things, which is encouraging. So, yeah, it was quite a good exercise for everyone concerned, really, I think, on Tuesday, and good to get the win. Yeah, it was indeed, and Jack Diamond coming in for a lot of praise, possibly our, well, for me, I thought he was our our best player on the night. Um, Like you were saying, Mick, nice to see him getting slipped into those areas and getting those balls put in from different positions, but one thing I noticed that I thought was quite good as well is the crossing. Um, I think you could see this off the highlights alone, to be fair, couldn't you, Matt? The fact yeah, that just as well, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we were getting, we were flooding the box, which yeah. Johnson spoke about um, in the immediate aftermath of, of the Wigan game. There were options in there straight away, weren't there? There was always, even if you know, just maximising the opportunity. I bet that's a phrase Lee Johnson loves as well. It's a bit of management speak right there, isn't it? But, you know, it meant there was always an option in there. So if you put the ball just into that threatening area, it always looked like something could happen, didn't it, Matt? Yeah, I think um, that's something we've been really guilty of, really, not just this season, but forever. Just... We just never have anyone in the box. Like, how many times? Since like, 1879. Since, well, I'm not going to get Oh, another. controversial, Mickey. Uh, <laughs> since 1992, surely. Uh, but, um, no, I think as we've been guilty, how many times have you seen? We saw it against, against Wigan on Saturday, even, and I know Johnson was in charge of that game, but he wasn't really. Um, Greg, the only centre forward, find himself out on the wing, and there's just no one in the middle. There's no one pushing forward and. No one even picking up the scraps on the edge of the box. And I think that changed from what I saw all, what, three minutes of the highlights on on <laughs> Tuesday. I think we did seem to, as you say, be flooding the box and just getting bodies in there. Like, this division's awful. And I know that, they, well, they were a League Two side, but this division's <clears> awful and bodies just generally being around make a difference. We saw it with the first game of the season, Bristol Rovers, when we just brought... Some bigger players on, and it just caused havoc. <laughs> yeah, like because the teams were playing are rubbish. And I think we don't have to be good to beat them. It's just about like being smart almost, and just doing really sort of basic stuff. But absolutely, I think this well. game kind of showed it as well. If you look at the goal that Oldham scored, like I say I know they're a League Two side, but you know, not that much of a chasm really. Not I'd really. say less of a le- less of a chasm between League One and Two than there is League One in the Championship. Yeah. But, you know, you look at the goal they scored was the, the keep one, the keeper could have done better for me. We were quite slack in the way that he was even allowed to, to, to get the shot in, I thought was quite poor. But then as soon as you start just moving the ball quite quickly and getting forward, 
we were creating chances and you know we your main complaint isn't it isn't uh, excuse me your main complaint isn't it is that we should have maybe won by more yeah. than one goal i know we maybe took our foot off a little bit but you know in the second half power had one where i think he tried to put it across the face a goal didn't he and he maybe should have shot or oh, i got that the wrong way around but anyway um and you know there's a few more like with those crosses and stuff like that where we just couldn't apply the finish but still quite positive to see and we mentioned we mentioned Patterson in there Mickey or our resident goalkeeper expert well, was you know it was the first time probably for I know he's like had the odds appearance here and there but not not really very many or that I think off the top of my head um made a good save in the second half but like I say quite a fault for the goal I thought your as like I say as our goalkeeping expert Mickey what were your thoughts on Patterson's performance well, I think I'll um, clap with quantify that and say I'm far from an expert. But um, no, I was pleased with Patterson because, like you pointed out, I think when he watches that back, you'll be disappointed to have been beaten from the distance that he was. And it wasn't quite like in the corner and he got a hand to it. And it was just, it just was one of them where he could have done better. But what I liked about it was. He's a young lad. He hasn't had a great deal of um, first-team football. I think, like I've pointed out before, his only loan spell was on loan to Sunderland RCA, which is kind of like real, kind of like deep into non-league. But he recovered Don't you really well. Him. Nearly at that level, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he, he commanded his area really well after that and he just did the basics well. And it's quite common for goalkeepers, particularly young keepers, to when they make a mistake to try and overcompensate for it and come for ridiculous things they shouldn't do and try and almost, like as I say, like overcompensate for the error that they made. But he didn't do that. He just did the basics really well. And like you pointed out, he produced an absolutely fantastic save late on to get us through the next round of a cup. So you'll be really pleased with that. And I think it was interesting to see how much Lee Johnson kind of name-checked him after the game and talked about him. So I'm not saying that he'll be in the first team anytime soon, but I think the way he talked about, uh, well, a typically um, Johnson phrase, box management, which <laughs> which pro- proper football, the men will be frothing at the mouth here with expressions yeah. like that. But, he, um, but no, um, I think it's... I think he will get a chance under Johnson, um, like as the season progresses, and like I say, it can't do him any harm to, to play him in these matches. Well, as well, I'm going to come to our resident goalkeeper and hating expert, <laughs> the, whatever the opposite of an aficionado is. Yeah. That would be Matthew Keelan when it comes to goalkeepers, and yeah. you know, I look at Patterson, even with that mistake aside. When we're chucking like Remy Matthews in there, I well, I am kind of like it, it, it can't be much. He can't be that much worse. And that kind of his performance on Tuesday made me think. Well, he looks at, and it's one game. I, I don't. I, get but that, he's but. not worse. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> like but um, what's his face? Matthews is he's he's on par with like Steele and Camp. He's dreadful. <laughs> he's all like, he's awful. That's unfair on probably is unfair on Lee Camp. Like Lee Camps is, played. Is Jason for, Steele still a Premier League player? Yeah, is he, still... he was uh, played against Man United in the League Cup, didn't he, earlier this season? Oh, roughly. Oh, yeah, because he nearly. Um, he nearly <laughs> this is how good it gets for Jason Steele now. He nearly came on against Chelsea, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he's number two now. Fair play to him. Well done. What a grift. Uh, I think Lee Camps like, consistently played at the Championship level, so. Matthews is appalling, and I think uh, Burge is, like, all right, but. Uh, you know, there's not that much of a gap. It's not like when we had, well, a, a comparative Rolls Royce in John McLaughlin last last season. Yeah, it's not like just chucking him in ahead of 
ahead of uh, ahead of him. You're chucking him in ahead of well, maybe harsh on birds. You could say, but well, I wouldn't be averse to him to him playing to be honest. Well, though it's not like well, mainly because of the options we have. I'm, I'm kind of like warm and not. <laughs> Warming sounds a bit of a strange way of putting it, but I'm getting a bit more comfortable with Burge as time yeah, goes on. I, I think know what you mean. Maybe yeah. just needed a bit of a settled run in the side. I think Craig said it on the pod as well that I think Burge is just about the standard yeah, he, for this level as well. Okay. Whereas I think, whereas I think Matthews is below he, that. So yeah, he, you know, with Johnson and Speakman coming in, who want to give a pathway to these young players, they've both spoke about it. You know, would that be the end of the world if he became the number two? I don't think so. I mean, I'm jump- I know I'm jumping ahead off off the back of one game where he looked all right, where he was just like, you know, and still made a mistake. But I think I'd just maybe rather see that than Remy Matthews, who I think is a bit of a waste of time. But he's a total knacker, him. Like, I I do agree with your point that I think it'll be good to see Patterson step up to be number two, but I do think we have to be careful. I'm going to use another bit of a kind of johnson expression here and talk about like kind of recency bias with goalkeepers because i think that is a big problem because i think if a goalkeeper plays well suddenly there's all this clamor or oh, they should be in the team based on like one good performance and then they'll have a bad game and all of a sudden he's like kind of the worst keeper ever and he should be dropped i mean last season at the start of the season like lee burge had a couple of decent games in the cup and mclaughlin made a couple of errors and suddenly it was all oh well john mclaughlin was he really that good last season mm. we need to get lee burge and then you saw as time went on Burge had a little run on the side but McLaughlin is a far superior goalkeeper so I'm not against Anthony Patterson at all but I just do think we need to be careful just with going a little bit overboard on this I think I I, I agree I I take your point but he's had one possibly two good games well two decent games and that's more than Matthews has had because he's had none ever to be fair he did make it he did he made an unreal double save against Fleetwood, to be fair to Matthews, but he's been dreadful other than that. Like, but. I know, I, he did, to be fair, that one, he tipped onto the bar and then he got got back up and saved the, the rebound. But then, for every double save against Fleetwood, there's the display at home. Oh, to, he, he's crap, he's crap. Yeah. <laughs> there's the display at home to Burton Albion. Yeah, there's not being able to just basically keep hold of the ball. I mean, Gary Foster did one of them. I saw a tweet. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but it wasn't me, so I'm not taking credit for it. Um, someone said that he's got his arms the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Packard hands. I'm just like, really? Papadong hands is my favourite. Yeah, Papadong hands. That's another good one as well. What about at the other end of the pitch? Will Greg start it again? Um, not a spectacular performance, obviously, but I thought he looked quite positive, Mickey. What did you th- What did you think of Greg? I thought he was moving quite well. I thought he was working quite hard. Looked quite motivated. I thought him and Diamond in the build up to you know getting getting us in behind down on the flanks. I thought he was like quite integral to that. And you know he was only go- <laughs> he was only goal away. Of course he was only goal away. Mm. We talked about Will Greg um, from a bit of a you know not a goal again too over the top, but you can only base it on the context of the game, beat what's in front of you and all that. I thought he was only a goal away from a bit of a complete striker's performance. I was I was quite pleased with him and you know, we don't know exactly what Johnson's gonna want to do with his forwards. So do you think he's done enough to maybe keep his place in the starting eleven? I think Greg played well. Um 
I think it was kind of very typical of just the way the Griggs been since he came to the club. I mean, I know obviously he hasn't scored the goals that we would want him to <clears> by <throat> any stretch of the imagination, but what I like about Will Grigg is he's not one of these strikers that kind of makes it all about him and he's just desperate to get a goal for his own kind of benefit. He does the right things. Um, his link-up play is decent. Like you say, his movement off the ball is quite good. And I quite admire that about him, the fact he's going through such a barren spell, but he's not made it all about him. He's still very much like a team player when he does play. So I do like that about him. But the only problem, well, it's a very big problem, but the problem I, do, I think with Will Grigg is we all look, watch the game and we say it by ourselves, oh, if only Will Grigg had had a chance, like Josh Scorn said, uh, if only Will Grigg had had a chance for X-Player had, but the problem is, he gets them chances and he misses them. So it's a bit of a conundrum. How do you, like when somebody's in such a bad patch of form in terms of his finishing and goal scoring, how do you rectify that? However, I think it's encouraging that in contrast to Phil Parkinson last year, when Parkinson came in, he talked about Charlie White a lot and how we needed to kind of play direct and get White involved. Johnson's very much talked about kind of getting Will Grigg firing again and if we can get him scoring goals how it increased our chance of promotion to a large extent and, and I think it's really encouraging that Johnson has come in and he hasn't like given up on Will Grigg and he sees him as this like really valuable asset that we could potentially have and that's what every you know manager it's what, it's what Parkinson should have done I know Parkinson did get a bit of a tune out of Charlie Wyke to be fair and it but it's ultimately what lost well, one of the main reasons what lost Jack Ross's job is that he failed to get the best out of both Will Grigg and Charlie Wyke. So mm-hmm. Johnson's want to come is wanting to come in and be this positive force. He's got to look, hasn't he, Matthew, at this jewel in the crown, really, if you look well, at League One and given the goals Griggs scored yeah. at League One level and think but now not only have I got a job at this massive club, but I've got one of the best League One strikers of recent years. Like that's a bit of a gift, isn't it? So he he, he does have to look at that in a way and think yeah, fair enough, he might not necessarily start him every week, but he needs to be playing in a way to get a tune out of him, doesn't he? And keep creating those chances, and hopefully when he gets one in the six-yard box, he actually connects yeah. with it and puts it in the back of the net. He, um, he need, what, he, what he doesn't need to do is like sort of just not have him in the matchday squad for 10 games, like happened last yeah. season, which was just bizarre, really. <clears throat> like of, all the, of all the things that went on with Parkinson and stuff, that was... I know Greg hasn't scored the goals, and I know like White might have been doing all right, and we had Lafferty, but to not have him in the squad, it was just when you think about that, it, it's it's insane, really. Well, they wanted to sell him, didn't they? Yeah, but actually, but they I mean, were doing that after what's January. That, he? Well, he, he played. Well, he came on for about six minutes at Bristol Rovers, didn't he, in the last game we played? Yeah, and that was like, his first appearance for for months. It was just, didn't he tra- didn't he travel to Portsmouth and wasn't even on the bench? Is that right? Well, I, I mean, think, I think things that like happened, that. I mean, yeah. you look like it was no point going over the whole Parkinson thing again. But that's not going to do him any good, is it? Like, <laughs> no, well, no, I think you're right. I think not. it's a you know, um, Parkinson did get a, a, a bit of a tune out of Charlie Wake, but I think getting a tune out of Charlie Wake's like. Uh, like dropping your grand piano on the floor. <laughs> uh, I think to be, but he did, and he did. kicking in a corner. <laughs> I think he did, and but uh, Will Griggs a better player than Charlie White. The thing is, though, like how many chances did Charlie White get in order to get the tune out of Charlie well, that's White? It. That's, that's my it. frustration. And you look, you look at Griggs' career, and I think he had a spell at Brentford, which wasn't as successful, but he was a, a, obviously a younger lad then, and this patch is a total anomaly 
um, at this level in his career. So the goals are there, and there's something there, but it it just for whatever reason it hasn't worked. You just got to hope that maybe a change, another changing manager, a manager that believes in him, though. I think Parkinson yeah. never believed in him. Um, I think you're absolutely spawned with that, with what you've said about how Parkinson was taking him out of squads and Johnson's the opposite of that with his positivity and stuff like that, yeah. isn't, isn't it? Like, yeah. So he, he'll keep him involved. Yeah, and I think Will Grigg, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know him, but I think he, he definitely speaks as a, he needs an arm around the shoulder. Like someone like, I imagine a Paul Cook would, you'd, he'd be like, you dar, like, after the game, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, I do. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, oh, come on! Like, and if if he was if he played, I'll crap, take you to McDonald's. I, I, you know, oh, yeah, or I get yeah. But that sort of like, if he had a bad game, be like, well, that was pretty crap, that son. But we know he can do better. Not like right. Well, you're not playing now for three months. Which I think when <laughs> everyone knew, like when 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 Greg missed that chance against Milton Keynes, like he was never going to start for Parkinson again. Like yeah. this, but even, no, we were joking about it on on the pod, yeah. weren't we? That we'd like say, you know, go and you know, go and get get your boots now, nah, like Charlie White yeah. instead and, and stuff like yeah. that. But to be fair, with with White, he has you know, he spoke about Parkinson getting a tune out of him. White has looked quite good, quite fit, quite confident this season. And if we're putting balls in the box, in you know, balls that are a bit more thought out as well. I know we were putting them in more to we were drilling them a bit lower on Tuesday, but when you're getting in those areas, pulling it back, floating it into the area, that's quite good for Charlie White as well. So he's got a bit of a... That's going to be an interesting thing, I think, because he obviously... I know he brought McGeady into the starting eleven apparently last minute on um, mm. on Saturday against Wigan, but this is the first league game where we really are going to get an idea of right. This is probably and obviously things change and stuff like that. We might add players in January, whatever, but that'll give us the biggest indicator of right. He is who we who he wants to work with. He is who he's trusting initially. So that striker one with which route he's going down is going to be quite telling. I think, and if Charlie White isn't in the squad, he, he, do, he probably is going to be a bit, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, what have I got to do? <laughs> like, he did score in, like, not our last league game, but the, um, you know, a couple of league games ago before that against Fleetwood. So, you know, he's been he's been getting goals here and there. I know he's not perfect, but, hey, as long as it's not Danny Graham, lads, yeah, well, <laughs> for me, so. Oh, no. No, I think everyone... I was just like Danny Graham's just been the total opposite of what I thought he was going to be. Like, it's time around. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that. Like I totally blocked. Like, I was like, a, you know, I like really randomly like Adam Matthews. Like, I really quite liked yeah, Danny yeah. Graham when he was here the first time, and I'm like, why? Because he's well, just first shit. time. First time he did try quite hard to be and fair. I think, yeah. He did have these. He did have these performances like in the first three. The Mags game, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was really good that day. Game against Southampton, yes. 2 one with two shots. He was he was fantastic in that game. And then of and course he was always the Grafton. Goal. Yeah, and like the relief on his face. <laughs> yeah. when he, so he was even though he was shit, he was quite endearing. Yeah. Whereas at the minute he's just. He's just crap, and like you know, he was he was quite good at Blackburn. So I think we expected him to come in and be like, right, he's not going to start every week, but he'll come on and he'll bully defenders at this level. He'll be a battering ram. He'll be really useful, and he just looks quite sluggish. He can't and move. Bit... Like he literally no. can't move. Like he came was it last week against Wigan. 
And I, I was saying to my dad, um, he was here doing work, the match was on, happened to be on at the same time while we were working <laughs> on the floor. Um, saying like, the game died because he cannot move. He, he can't, no. like, he's just, he's about, he, he looks 65. <laughs> but, and that's no, like, he, really he just does. looks like, just like some man. Looks like Frank Gallagher from Shameless, to be honest. But like, he does look like Frank Gallagher from Shameless. He really the, the does. The thing is, well, like with Graham, we we tried to we tried to sign him for weeks. Yeah, like, he, was like, all, he was on a transfer. Aye, but he was still trying to make his way up. To be fair, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as well, there was like all this crap about how he'd been training with the squad for a couple of weeks before he signed officially, and all this. It's like, so what was he? What were the coaches like watching? No, no. It's hilarious. Like, and speaking uh, of hilarious, we did ensure on Tuesday night that the Bandit era is well and truly still uh, alive yeah. by including Dion Sanderson <laughs> in, the, in, in the not just in the eleven, but in the squad. Turns out wasn't allowed because he's cup ties in the Patrick Jones. So last minute, Tom Flanagan hey, had to get drafted in. Uh, like that is. Uh, you know, new new era and all that, like on the horizon. But Sunderland, Sunderland's still gonna Sunderland, aren't they, Matthew? Yeah, it was just really funny how that like it was tweeted by the club with just no explanation. Like <laughs> he's been, uh, yeah, he's not uh, uh, all right. Uh, to be honest, I forgot way, about him playing way. for Wolves under twenty ones. Um, they, I have added it to my banter thread that I did a while ago, and I have, oh, have I have you? been Good. asked to fill in the two year gap. That I left from the last time, so All right. I well, am, So if anyone's got any that they can suggest, so I am going to do that you. probably at the weekend when I'm hungover. Um, so yeah, so I think it was Keith Cowden had asked me to do it, so I'll do that for you, Keith. Okay, that so might not have been M him underscore. Actually. <laughs> well, nice, nice to hear Keith's name nonetheless. Um, at M underscore Keelan, if you want to fill in the last last two years, was it so? Yeah, so league it. league one era. Yeah, because I did it. I think I think the last one before Sanderson. I think it ended with when it was the last. I think it was the Norwich home game in the championship or the the final home game in the championship where the club had tweeted the starting lineup from the previous game. As, as the team. <laughs> Fantastic. I forgot about it. That. That's brilliant. Um, right, I think that's enough Papa John's chat for us. Um, Port Vale awaits in the last Whoa. 16. That's being played the week commencing the 11th of January. What a way for me to celebrate my 28th birthday by not even being able to go and watch maybe. the Papa John's trophy. Maybe. Uh, maybe we can. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't renew my season ticket, so if it's reduced attendance, I'm probably not going to be able to go. I'll go. But, I'll know, go for you, you. You go. You can periscope for Rory. Just streaming the la- match for Rory <laughs> on Instagram. Live. <laughs> Instagram live. Right. That's just a pitch. Just your face, Matthew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why it would see me having a nice time. <laughs> No, Matthew, what you've done essentially is just FaceTime Rory. Wait, 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 wait. Anyway, let's go to a break. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to the Lincoln game. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to the trip to Lincoln City, just to remind you to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk. Use the discount code WMS10 to get 10% off your basket. And crucially, if you're listening to this on Friday, the 11th of December, today is the last chance you've got to guarantee delivery for Christmas. Big boss Chris Blythe has informed us he's been overwhelmed from the terraces are so popular is it to do with a new podcast of launch i can well, neither confirm or deny you know, that you, you, well i couldn't like to say Maybe. not for us to say is it Matthew? it's not no not it's not it isn't no if you are listening <laughs> to this on, if you listen to this on saturday uh, the 12th of december then tough yeah too uh, late. christmas you is might, ruined but it's just not it's not guaranteed. Chris asked us to make that very clear. So if you're thinking of getting something for the football casual who likes to look sexy in your life and you want to get 10% off using the discount code WMS10, make sure you've put your order in no later than the 11th of December to make sure it'll be under the Christmas tree. On to Lincoln, lads. Lincoln, second in League Two. If anyone's read Tom Walsh's Kansas Megabus... This, have we been relegated? Uh, sorry, yeah, we have been relegated. Oh, Matthew's dreams come yeah. true. <laughs> um, sorry, in League One. If anyone's read Tom Walsh's Cans and Megabus on wisemensay.co.uk, Tom pointed out in that, how has that been allowed to happen? <laughs> how are Lincoln second in, well, in League One? It happened last season for a while. <laughs> What's going on? You know, I went last season. It's nice, Lincoln. I've never been. Did you go last season, Mickey? I didn't. didn't oh right. On. Well, I had, a, I had a, um, we had a, we went on the train. Me and uh, me and my uncle Steve, and uh, which is apt because it's the LNER. It is, and I it? actually it's saw Tom now. Walsh in the pub before the oh, game. Lovely. And uh, we went. If you get a Lincoln on the train, it's a bit like Mick's journey to Bristol Rovers last season, where he went <laughs> via well the whole solar system basically. I think we changed at York and then Redford and then went that way and then. Coming back hilariously changed at New- Newark Castle and then had to walk across Newark with bags of cans to Newark Northgate and then get the train back to Newcastle. But great for pubs, Lincoln. Just yeah, to shame everything short. Yeah, no point doing that now. Um, but, you know, if you go to wisemanshead.co.uk, read Tom Walsh's Cans and Megabus, he'll give you your alternative tips. Well, you can have drinks in the house and you don't have to have a scotch egg, so... Exactly. Oh, you can have, if you want. You can have a scotch. Oh, well, you can if you, if you like. Not, if you want them, they're not bad. But you don't have to. Is the crucial <laughs> thing. Um, given that they're second in the division in in League One, not League Two, and you know, Lincoln have won their last three mm. two nil away win over Rochdale in their last league game. They're gonna fancy us. They fancy this, aren't they? Given the form that we are in, despite the managerial change, but we're in <laughs> awful form. I haven't won in our last five. <laughs> it's really depressing to say. 
a point would probably be all right here, wouldn't it? Away to yeah. Lincoln in League One. I think it would. Um, ordinarily, though, I think Johnson's. Uh, you know what? If we'd have just turned up last week and just rolled Wigan over like we should have, yeah, it would have been fine. But I think we're making a right mess of things, aren't we? And we need a we need a win. I think to be honest, I think any like you know. Even if we'd won against Wigan, I would have, I would have absolutely said, "Yeah, we'll just go and not lose." But yeah, we, for Clive, you, you've got to, we've got to win, really. For John, John, he'll obviously want to win. Absolutely, and yeah. we need. I think they'll go also, to win we, as well. We need to, to close fair. the gap to them. Like absolutely, with the thousands ahead. There's <laughs> really are. Uh, do you think though, maybe? Part of it is obviously we need to definitely not lose, but do you think maybe if we show enough of like you know positivity yeah. and decent football and come away with something, then that'll maybe not placate the fans because like it's not, it's not like everyone's no. like fuming over Johnson, but it'll make people think, all right, here we go. Then yeah. we're starting to turn things around. The football's a bit better. We've got a result against one of the better sides in the division and then hopefully we can go because it's Wimbledon in midweek right. next week and then Shrewsbury right. after that so then hopefully you get two wins out of that so I think you maybe have to look at this in a cluster of three don't you and look at a minimum of seven points maybe with obviously some progression in the the style of play and you know a bit a bit more positivity injectors yeah I think um if we're seen, I agree. If we're seen to go there and not to just try and lose, uh, so, no, sorry, not to just try and not lose. I'm just trying <laughs> to lose. I'm just throwing the game, darling. Um, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think if we go there and put one up front and stick the rest of the team behind the ball, like you know, no disrespect to our friend Rory, but we probably would have done that. Under Phil Parkinson. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, of course we would. I think if we we are positive when we do look to go and win the game, if it's a, I, I can see it being quite a an entertaining game as League One goes. It's uh, picked to see a few goals. Maybe I think both teams will want to be going to win it, so they could be. You know, our defence is not very good anymore, and I don't know how many goals they've conceded. But Lincoln always strike me as a team that win games like four two. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know I do. why that. Yeah, that's based on nothing, ex- as most of my stuff is. I know what is. you mean. Yeah, they, they do kind of do that. What about you, Mickey? How do you see this one panning out? Do you think it has to be? Is anything less than three points unacceptable, or do you think you know maybe a point with some some green shoots? There's another bit of management speak that Lee Johnson would love. That with some green shoots in there would be would be acceptable in this one. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think a lot of it will be about the performance, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it would be something of a statement result if we went there and won, given how awful Absolutely. we've been, and given like kind of that they're second in the league. I just think it would kind of turn like it would get a lot of people on side with Johnson. Obviously, people aren't going to turn on them if we don't win on Saturday, but I think if we do get the win there, then people will be really on side. But I still think we have to go there with a the mentality of getting the three points because look. Looking at Lincoln's last five league games, they've recently recently lost to Plymouth Argyle. They've scraped past Swindon 1-0 and Swindon have been in quite quite poor form lately and they've only won two out of the last five. So really, like as I say, 
I'm not saying that Lincoln are a bad side, they're second in the league for a reason. But as we've as Matthew pointed out, this league is not a good league. And it's not like when you're in the Premier League when you go up worse side, it's in the top four and the, you've got like massive difference in infrastructure and stuff like that. Like well. when you Sunderland in league when you Sunderland in League One, your mentality has got the beat to win every game and I've and I'm sure that's what Lee Johnson's mentality's gonna be. So we need to go over there and like I say, make a little bit of a statement on Saturday and um, come back with a three points and get us kind of like moving back up the right end of the table again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. One thing that, you know, makes it look a little bit more even, I was looking at, like, their home record compared to our away record. They've taken 15 points at home, we've taken 13 on the road Mm. as well. So there's a, you know, even though our form's quite bad at the minute, there is something, you know, there to suggest that could be quite an even game, maybe with a, a bit of back and forth. Aidan McGeady as well, he came on off the bench against Oldham after obviously coming back into the fold on Saturday against Wigan. Do we see McGeady starting again? Um, You know, the trusted sort of bullying wingers of McGeady and Maguire together or, you know, Jack Diamond's pushing for a start now as well. It'd be as much as we were saying who Johnson goes with up front will be interesting. I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm presuming we're going to go 4-3-3 or, you know, maybe 4-2-3-1. So it'll be interesting to see who gets preferred out of that. I think given, you know, the impact that he can make on games and the fact that he's got that quality, we were talking about getting the best out of Will Grigg, in a game like this where you might need someone to produce a little bit of magic... I would. I'd give McGeady another another start personally. I would. Agree? No, I would, no, I would as well. I, think, I thought he was. I thought he was okay last week when he came, when he when he played, and um, it doesn't say a lot. He was one of the the brightest players we had because we were de- like deplorable against Wigan. Um, but considering he hasn't played since, I know Charlton did play later than we did last season, but. We saw in the Premier League games that we watched that was very stop start and it was very almost like a pre season at times. Um, yeah, he hasn't really well, he hasn't played for us for about a year, so, uh, apart from the last week. Um, so I thought he did okay, and I, I think he was sort of one of the only places we looked like creating anything from on, on Saturday. And I, I would leave him in the team. Um, his deliveries, he's, he's just he can just produce something. And if things aren't working, he's always liable to cut inside and ping one in the top corner, isn't he? Like, like Maguire has done to be fair, but I'd rather take Maguire out of the team than McGeady. I think. Yeah, I agree. Maguire's not been in been good form. Totally, he's like sort of having yeah. them games where he's just completely ineffectual. But you sort of. Usually the one-offs, but it's just it's almost been like sort of three months. Yeah, he obviously got goal on on yeah, Tuesday, I mean, but maybe. he was probably the quietest of of the front three. I don't know if you would agree with that, mate. You haven't watched the game as well, but if we were bringing McGeady back in, I think I'd rather see him come in for Maguire, and I'd I'd, I'd quite like to see Diamond start. I think it's I think that's quite you know you've got two different options on the wings there. If you've got the pace of of Diamond who can get away and still put a ball in, and then you've got McGeady who likes to receive the ball, beat his man, and you know do what he does with whoever you've got up front, be it Greg or White. I don't know, Mickey. I think that's quite. It gives us a bit of unpredictability as well, by and it gives us variety, doesn't it? 
Yeah. I certainly wouldn't start both Maguire and McGeady because I think one of my complaints about Sunderland in general has been that we don't have a great deal of options off the bench to switch things up when things aren't going quite according to plan. So I think having an option of bringing either McGeady on or Chris Maguire on in comparison to other substitutions... I think it's quite an exciting prospect, so I wouldn't be too disappointed if um, McGeady was on the bench, but equally, I think, based on what you have been saying there, I do think that I would prefer to see McGeady be given the opportunity to start and Maguire maybe have a game on the bench, because as we've seen before, Maguire, sometimes if you do leave him on the bench, he's quite hungry and feels like he's got a point to prove, so if Maguire comes off the bench, I think he can have a good impact, and like I've said, I think we need players like that, because what else are you going to do? How Danny Graham on to just like stand around for like the last ten minutes? Like, <laughs> just... And by the same token, to, to be to be fair, I guess you know just you know because I'm sure the the mighty people out there who would like to see Maguire and McGeady start Diamond with his pace off the bench, you know against Tyrone defence, it's not not the end of the world as well. And I'm, I'm sure Embleton might be involved somewhere, be it on the bench or or maybe. Um, Probably not in the in the starting eleven if you prefer Diamond midweek, but it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. Um, Ex Sunderland player as well in the in the Lincoln side, uh, Liam Bridcuff oh, yeah. is rocking rocking up for the Imps these days. Nine appearances so far, so could be a bit of ex player curse in there potentially. I don't I, you know, Brid Bridcup maybe popping up on the edge of the box, pinging one in like Grant Ledbetter did against Doncaster. Well, <laughs> Any, anyone anyone having that? Had we, uh... Had we got a different manager uh, the other week, he probably would have been back here in January. So yeah, of course. Um, yeah, well, he played for them. Did he play for them last season? Was he near Bolton? Was last he? Season? Was he? I did play I against us, didn't so. he? At some point last season. Oh, and Mickey yeah, put us right. Yeah, he did. He um, famously um, frequently out jumped Charlie Wyke against Bolton on Boxing Day. That's, Fantastic. Yes. That's what we want to hear. Yeah, Get so, that in your banter thread, Matthew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Liam like, played centre-half against us in a goalless draw. Oh, wow. What a time. What a time it was. Yeah, <laughs> Very Love fun. Bobby has a nice time <laughs> in school. I don't really... No, no, no. But when he comes up here in the home game, then I hope he has a nice yeah, time. Yeah, he might be fans <laughs> then. You know, appreciation for him for that game against yeah, the Mavs. Yeah, exactly. Give him like a big. Make sure Frank gives him like a big announcement. Yeah. You know, and like a really like prominent number four, Liam Bridcut. Hey, <laughs> let's hear it for Liam Bridcut. <laughs> Three cheers for Bridcut. <laughs> <laughs> These imps are bloody brilliant, aren't they? Um, what do we think prediction wise? Then, lads, are we feeling positive? Are we harnessing the positive energy of Lee Johnson, or is it going to be same old, same old at Sinsel Bank? Mickey Loff, how do you see this game going? Give us a prediction. Well, I think we need to, in tribute to Lee Johnson, we need to treat this as a blank canvas. Um, Lovely. And, yeah, we're going to go there and we're going to keep a clean sheet as well. We're going to go and win 2-0 and we're going to see the rebirth of Aidan McGeady. He's going to get the opener and then later on, Wilgrig on the break. Oh, wow. Plenty of positivity in that one, Mickey. You've definitely been listening to Lee Johnson's interviews. What about you, Matthew? Are you you feeling this chipper? I am. Um, I think after the, you know, the Lee Johnson will have the morning stand-up. Um, and then they'll get their heads together. The morning stand. Um, they'll <laughs> get the uh, you know get the thinking caps on, some blue sky thinking. Yeah. And win four two. Four two goals are plenty. Conor McLaughlin with a brace. Continuing his fine form as well. <laughs> yeah, we need to touch way. on that, yeah. don't Since we? Since I started singing his praises on the pod, by the way, he's been great. 
So he was. He was. He was our best player against Wigan. He was. Not yeah, saying much, he was, but he was. He, was. Um, he really he was. was. You're laughing at. Uh, You're laughing at that for me. And yeah, so, and then yeah, so I think it'll be a game where Lee Johnson will probably say things like, "We can take learnings from this, uh, move <laughs> forward." Um, there'll be some Venn diagrams, no doubt, drawn on the on the whiteboard. We'll touch base, oh, touch base, on the just run this one past you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and yeah, there'll be no one running past Conor McLaughlin though. So four two for us. Uh, I don't know with the others. I don't know. I don't care really. Uh, power and um, diamond. Well, oh, diamond. Oh, there we go. Lovely, lovely to see. Um, oh well, I'm I'm feeling positive now as well. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one nil, but not a boring one nil game. A one nil game where you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say a good goalkeeping performance from Lee Burge, making some good saves, but the same for whoever the just a man is <laughs> playing for Lincoln as well. And I'm gonna go for Will Greg. I always predict Will Greg to score. Maybe I should Maybe stop you should doing stop that. Doing it never happens. Right. It's going well, isn't it? Yeah, I should. Maybe I should. Ironically, start liking Will Grigg like you did with Conor McLaughlin, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. he'll like have a massive turnaround because he's great. I was doing this before the start of the season, but it wasn't ironic. I kept saying yeah, like, this no, is going to yeah. be the summer of Grigg, but it wasn't. It was too too serious. That was my problem. Um, but yeah, one nil one win for us. Will Grigg. Um, we've got a few listener questions oh, as great. well this week, so we'll have a few of them. Before we go, uh, Lee is asking us, not Lee Burge, Hi, but at Lee underscore B66, well, would you rather go on a, on a nighttime ghost hunt with Parky or have a date night with Steve Evans? I think I'd rather go, I think I'd rather go on a date with Steve Evans. That's an easy question for me. Steve Evans would take you to Miller and Carter exactly, and he'd yeah. pick up the bill himself. I That's think he'd even... He'd, he'd, he'd know like a nice wine. I know like it's not the like the highest quality wine in the world, but you know, fairly decent at Miller and Carter, isn't it? Like, yeah, he'd, he'd know what to get. He'd know what like went well with the steak yeah, and no, stuff agree. like that. No, yeah, I agree. And you'd have a few, there'd be a few beers before as well. Obviously, you, you'd, oh, but you'd, you'd go to the local. Like it wouldn't be anything flash. It'd be like or a be, golf club be, or a golf club. Yes, <laughs> quite possibly a golf club. To be fair, but I think if you went to the local, you'd be there with Steve Evans, and he'd be making sure. That everyone knew that he was going to Miller and Carter after this, <laughs> and I think. Whereas, if you went on a ghost tour with Phil Parkinson, he'd just be walking around, trying to spot players that used to play for him. Like, oh well, there's the I don't know the ghost of his. Who did he not the ghost in the of, championship? The ghost of Gary Medina. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he played for me at Bolton. I do love the idea of Steve Evans in the pub, like letting everyone know that he's going. Miller and Carter after this. I, I'm, o- I'm only in for one, Sharon, um, because um, I, you know, you know Miller and Carter. Yeah, it's just open. It's it's just d- open deal, like, deal, like, but it's worth it. Like, it's worth not every week, not every <laughs> week, but like you, you know, sometimes it's just Brewsters. I don't know why he's from Sunderland now, but but I, M- Miller and Carter. Oh, you know, how I like you know, how I like, like it, like Sharon. I clip its arms and wipe its ass. I, I, uh. <laughs> I think, I, I think Steve Evans as well. Like I can really see him going for like the the like the blazer and like, oh, shirt, oh, absolutely, like, absolutely. Like, like, bla- like blazer shirt with like three buttons undone and then like jeans. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I can picture it. Absolutely. Date night with Steve Owens at Miller and Carter. Let's make it. <laughs> um, Sounds like an athletic old man. It does actually. Slaughter's restaurant. Stop plugging other podcasts. Anyway, <laughs> it sounds Matthew. like a From the Terraces sketch, Rory. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like. 
<laughs> um, got well. You, you you mentioned from the terraces, right. and obviously we mentioned them in the in the second half. There, at the beginning of the second half, Lee Anderson's asked us how long before we get Lee Johnson sporting from the terraces apparel. He was oh. wearing quite a nice scarf on uh, on Tuesday night. I noticed that, and you know, people have been his jacket split opinion in the Wise Men Say group chat. But you know, he's, he's clearly a man who who values his his style certainly a bit more than than Parkinson, <laughs> our, our last manager. I think that's fair to say. He was always like mainly in. He, 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 Parkinson had one look and stuck to it. Actually, I yeah, will give him that. Uh, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, but, but Johnson, you know, he, he, he's yeah, quite dull. No, no, quite vanilla. Yeah, but Johnson seems to put a, a little bit more thought into it. I don't know, Chris Blythe, if you're listening, maybe, maybe let's try and uh, hook Lee Johnson up with a gilet. He was. I think he might have been wearing a gilet yeah, on, he was on Tuesday. Actually, his jacket wasn't he? Yeah, um, he was. So. I think I think just a matter of time to answer your question agree. there, agree. Uh, We've had one from Daryl Gray saying, "Is this Conor Mack's best run of form? Will continue?" Well, we kind of covered that, but like it, it's true, it's worth it's it. It's true, it is, and it, and it will. <laughs> it will, it will indeed. Uh, Keith Cowden, you gave him a little mention earlier, Matthew. He's asking, "How's the new floorboards?" Very quickly. How's uh, the new right. Well, yeah, there was an issue with the original floorboards of the house, so we've had to buy some laminate flooring, and that's half done. So. Oh well, there's progress, Aye, progress well, nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> Got one here from Alex Campbell. Um, how long do we have to be patient before we start being for Lee Johnson's head? Just want to know what the acceptable standard is with the manager. Three, six, or nine months. I, I love how he's putting it in months. Doesn't even extend it to a year. Half time at least. So I don't. So I don't go to us. So you're saying half time at Lincoln. <laughs> All right, Mickey. What do you think's acceptable to start shouting Johnson out? <laughs> Um, I think when he makes his team selection on Saturday, that's oh, right, right. half time. Oh, just, just, not even just, half time for you. Just, just have absolute. Well, not for me, but you know, like some fans are like for them, just fume on for Twitter them. when the team gets picked. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, for me, it's, it's until he starts wearing from the terraces. Or rules it out. If he rules it out, then he should be sacked immediately. <laughs> agree, agree very strongly. Um, we did have one, Matthew, that I do have to read out from friend of the pod, Jake, asking how many times did Matthew get megged last night at five aside? He's intrigued to know. Is he? I would, I'm intrigued he to know is. how many more times he's playing five aside with us. <laughs> well, don't say that. We might be shocked. <laughs> it was uh, three times. Three, three times. times. But you know, you 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 level it out with some nice goals. Well, didn't you? did you know we? I think I scored seven or eight last night, which is I think that's equaled Will Griggs' entire Sunderland career tally. I mean, once I once I came out field, I made it a bit easier for you, but you know. Yeah, well, I mean that's very true. Very good in goal, which is quite annoying. It was a uh, yeah. I was very glad I was on your team last night, Mick. So I didn't have to we get. Could do a prize. It were one week someone wins to play with us for five aside. <laughs> five aside with us. That would be. So I've just announced that. Sorry, dads. Literally four people <laughs> probably wanting to do it. Um, we were on separate teams, though, Matthew. I didn't, didn't like, like it. That, it didn't. That was I, I wasn't. I know. I didn't like it. In uh, when took some getting used to. Well, didn't yeah, it? but even then, at the end, I was. I got shouted at actually by one of like, Chris Green. If you're listening. Shouted at you. You can get that back, and I don't want it back. I want Rory to have a yeah, nice time. Yeah, it was because it was it was trying to get it back off me. Did not feel right. <laughs> um, we'll end on this question from Danny at I'm Danny Gavin. What do you think Lee Johnson's favourite sandwich is? Mm. Interesting one, isn't it? Chicken and avocado. I think he- 
for me. Yeah, I think he's got something quite more modern in there, like like an avocado or a bit of feta in there as no, well. Yeah. Maybe nice, I think nice that's I think that's quite a good shout. What about what about you, Mick? What what what's Sarney? Do you th- can you see Lee Johnson scranning on? Um, I I was going to go with a chicken and avocado route. Um, I can see him having like a nice like smoked salmon sarnie. Nice, yeah. He's not going to like. That. He's not going to get. He's not going to be ordering slop, is he? No, no, no. no he's, he's, he's not. He's not going to order like chicken with nae mayo, like nothing, none, none like that. Dry. Yeah, he, he's, dry. he's not like yeah. He's not a just ham or anything like that, is he? Absolutely not. Or like a tuna mayonnaise. He's man. gone into the I he's think, gone into the manager's office now and he's chucking all of Phil Parkinson's just ham sandwiches yeah. out <laughs> of the ring. I, I do get I do get the vibe with Lee Johnson. He probably just enjoys a straight up like kind of like chicken and bacon sarni um, a bit more, but he wants to be seen to be liking the higher end stuff. Yeah, or maybe he gets the chicken and bacon sarni, but he like has like a little bottle of Tabasco a bit of keeps, like, in his desk or drawer yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sriracha or something like that, and like pops that. I've on just opened the condiments cupboard just out of like. <laughs> just, it just didn't just even to mean to. I just like we were talking about sriracha, and I was like, oh, I've got some for me too. There, have so that's that. <laughs> yeah, well, Matthew Keelan clearly wants his tea, so we should probably wrap up and get out of here. Hopefully, it is a win on the road for Sunderland on Saturday. Hopefully, it's Lee Johnson's first league win. Whatever the result, me and Matthew will be back to react to that on Saturday evening. And Gareth and Stephen will be back with you on Monday to look at the game in a little bit more detail. But as ever, thank you very much for listening. Over and out. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.